Hello, our friends, and welcome back to podcast number four, episode four of Nick and Dan's Bible Study Podcast. By now, you probably have picked up on kind of how we roll, so we're not going to give a lot of introduction, but we are here for 30 or so minutes with you to share from the Word and seek to uh, apply it to our lives individually, in community, etc., we want to invite you to participate in this discussion. You can leave us questions, thoughts, pushback, comments, etc., and join us on Tuesday, uh, Facebook Live and YouTube Live, either one at two o'clock, where we will continue the discussion with you on the things that we are uh, talking about here today. Uh, our subject today relates around what does it mean to lose your life. Uh, in the sense that Jesus is talking about. And we're going to get in, into that for just a minute. I want to give uh, just a little bit of a historical note for those of us, which is probably the, the majority of our listeners and participants who are part of the churches of God. Our particular uh, group or body was uh, begun by a guy by the name of John Weinbrenner. And uh, one of the things that got John Weinbrenner in trouble is as he preached in churches, he didn't assume that everybody he was preaching to was really uh, an all-in follower of Jesus, you know, Nick, <laughs> which got him into some trouble, right? Yes, people that had People that had grown up in the church and been baptized and gone through all the things. In some cases, people that were serving on the um, elder board, if you will, their, their equivalent, uh, at the time, he didn't assume that everybody there was was um, where they needed to be with the Lord. Let's just kind of put it that way. And uh, really out of that, of course, he got in trouble with a lot of people. But on the other end of that came a bit of revival, right? Because there was a lot of people that didn't really get it, weren't really converted. Well, today, as we talk about something different, uh, in a sense, I want to say something sort of controversial because 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 Nick, I think we need we need people to uh, to respond more more dramatically to our content here. So I'm going to say something and try to offend a couple people to try to get them to engage uh, with us here today. And here's here's my thought is that there's a lot of people. I think a lot of people who are are genuinely believers in Jesus, they 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 genuinely and truly believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus died for their sins, all that stuff, but that aren't converted in a particular way that is really, really important. And until, Nick, I believe, until we get you and I and everyone else the the scripture that we're going to share today in some capacity we're going to remain um much much less than all that Jesus wants to to do through in and through us mm. so are you ready for this I, I am ready for it and as you read that I want I want anybody listening to this to really pay attention to the words and the division he is specifically saying this scripture when you hear it should not sit comfortably with you. That's the whole point of it. So understand that that, you know, the reasons why you would say, well, that applied then and not now might be the very thing he's talking about here. So yeah, go ahead, Dan. Yeah. I mean, following Jesus is always going to involve a substantial 
change. That's called repentance, right? Changing your mind that flows out of that, changing the way that you live your lives, your life. And I want to give a little bit more context. I'm I'm in Matthew 16, by the way. If you're if you're listening or watching in, if you if you want to just pause this and uh, and, and open the scripture, you, you're certainly welcome to do that. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read a little bit of context because I think it's important of. Um, of uh, who it is that's involved with this. And then I'm going to get right to the point. But I'm going to start in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. It says this, uh, from, th- from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned uh, and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Pause for you- a moment for a fact. <laughs> get behind me, Satan. I mean, okay, go ahead. <laughs> ouch. I mean, that must have had, right? I mean, this, Peter, you know, Peter is already a disciple of Jesus. This is important to know, right? He's already believed in and trusted in Jesus. And this is part of that discipleship process that we've been talking about. And so, you know, this is why this scripture, I believe, is going to apply to us, Nick. It applies directly to people who who name and claim the name of Jesus for themselves. Sincerely, we're not questioning the sincerity of that. But But now we're saying, for those of you listening who believe in Jesus, you are going to need to grapple with this teaching of Jesus the same way that Peter had to grapple with it, the same way that every disciple has to grapple with it. And if you don't, if we don't, if you and I don't, it's to our peril because we're going to miss out on what Jesus uh, wants to do in and through us. And that's a a powerful thing. And Dan, I just want to say this, because again, I want the listener to understand if your natural character is the bull in the China shop, if you say, I believe in Jesus Christ and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make sure that everybody else does too, in the forceful way that Peter was doing it here, right? That nature that came out in Peter, no, 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 not your way, my way. You better listen to this because it's never our way. It is his way as he teaches it. So, and, and I mean, again, get behind me saying that's pretty strong words to one of his disciples. Look at how, look at how Matthew describes, um, what, uh, what P- Peter took Jesus aside. <laughs> Peter thinks he's taking Jesus for a timeout. <laughs> and it says Peter was trying to rebuke Jesus. He was, right. trying, to, he was trying to correct Jesus. Let, what, Jesus, let me teach you how the world <laughs> does this, right? This is this is how the world does it. This is how you have to do it. Yeah, Jesus, you're so naive about all these Seriously. Things. I mean, but, but, you know, like you said, we see this a lot. The human nature overpowering. Oh, I'm not here to learn. I'm here to tell Jesus how to do it better. Peter's here to tell Jesus how to do it better. No. No, 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 no. That's not how this whole thing works. Let me let me even just say this because right in this episode before uh, before we get right to the to the heart of this passage of scripture here for us, are you those of us those of you who are listening and and watching right now, are you a disciple of Jesus who fights with Jesus with stuff, or are you a disciple that submits to Jesus? Right when when your ideas or in your will and your whatever comes up against the teaching of Jesus. How does that work? That's kind of 
one of the questions that we're kind of throwing out there as we have this discussion today, because Peter was the kind of disciple throughout the gospel stories who fought with Jesus. Didn't they? I mean, it's not just right here. Remember when um, in the upper room, when Jesus is washing feet, right? Jesus says, I'm going to wash your feet. And he gets to Peter and Peter, what does Peter say? No, right, Lord, you're not washing my feet. I should be washing your feet. He, he wrestled all the time with Jesus. Um, yeah, and, and and I think we can compare that. I mean, there's there's other there's other disciples who I think were were quicker on the uptake than Peter was with 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 trusting Jesus. You know, and for all of us, there's teaching of Jesus that smacks in the face of what we what we tend to think, the way our culture thinks, the way our world thinks, the way we think about as as values that have been ingrained to us sometimes in our particular country or culture or whatever. We need to ask ourselves the question when our thoughts and feelings and beliefs and whatever butt up against the teaching of Jesus, what are we going to do? Mm. Like what you know what are, what are yeah. we going to do? You know, it's funny. I have two images in my mind right now, scripture that just popped into my head. You know, in John, where he basically tells the disciples, and I can't remember if it's John 18 or where it is exactly, but where he tells the disciples, you know, uh, until you eat of my flesh and, and drink my blood, is that too difficult? Do you want to leave too? So there's going to be those people that fully are aware they were disciples of Jesus. They understood everything he said, and then they left him because they didn't agree or they couldn't accept what he was teaching them. And then you go to the Old Testament where um, Abraham or Abram, I guess at the time, I can't remember exactly when that conversion took place, wrestles with him all night long, right? He wrestles with him and eventually submits kind of thing. Um, You're thinking you know, of Jacob, but yeah. I'm sorry, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah. See, hey, yeah. that's what this show's all about, right? Yeah. Learning from each other. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you have the content right, so that's all good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so those are the two images. Do we wrestle with him? I mean, because it's a lot of the stuff, it, I mean, he says it himself without the Holy Spirit. It's, it, I mean, it, it, it can be foolishness to the flesh. You need something more to actually understand it. So when we hear it, there's this natural defensiveness. There's this, my personality comes out first, like Peter's personality came out. And then Christ says, no, 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 no. If you're going to be a follower from me, you have to submit to this. You, there's no option. You have to submit to this. Right. Do you want to be my disciple or do you want to pull out some tidbits for right. life advice? You right. Live a life of proof testing or live a life that's genuine. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and some people do that. Right. right? And, that, and I think that's the that's the point. Or again, that's the question that I tried to set up there. What kind what kind of relation you know, we talk about our relationship with Jesus? What kind of relationship do you have with Jesus as teacher, as master, as rabbi, right? As Lord, do you have the kind of relationship where you take you take some and leave some? You know, yeah. you take what you like, you take whatever and leave the rest. Or are you the kind of and, and it's clear what kind of disciples Jesus is calling, right? What kind he's he's asking for. Um, so I think this is helpful. This is helpful context. And as we talked about in our episode about discipleship, it's out of these situations and conversations that come that comes a lot of Jesus's great teaching, mm -hmm. right? It's in response to what's going on here um, in this context here in uh, in Matthew's account that Jesus gives this great teaching. So let me just, let me get there with one more verse. Verse 23, Jesus turned to Peter. Oh, I said that. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but mm -hmm. merely 
human concerns. Oh, ow. And that, that Nick, right, is a huge part of the discipleship process as well. Is moving from, are we, are we only going to see things that are uh, in front of our eyes? Are we only going to see things from a worldly perspective? Or are we going to choose to see things from what we could call God's perspective or a kingdom perspective or an eternal perspective? You know, what's, what's the lens through which we view people in our world and even ourselves, right? right? Critical too. It's absolutely critical to the followers. Do not be a stumbling block to the Christian movement, to the gospel moving through our community. Do not be a stumbling block. And when we stand up and do it our way, generally that means we're not doing, we're not, and specifically I want to say when we do it our way and it's not Jesus way. Yeah. That's when all the hypocrisy comes out. That's where the world can point to us and say, well, you're not following him. And so, so many of us have that strong attitude where, you know, we're going to dominate. We're just going to tell you what you have to think. That's not how Jesus did it at all. And it was never about, you know, us governing a society through that Christian value. It was bringing your Christian values to the table. And so our church is in the same manner. Like we have to be disciples of Jesus. We have to do it his way. And unfortunately, as you started out this show, too many people profess, but don't follow through. And, right. and that is a challenge. And that's, that's an issue. It's not a criticism. It's a warning, man, measure your heart against Jesus actual teachings, right? I, I read an interesting passage this morning that I shared with you where N.T. Wright had made the comment about, um, you know, there's, there's some, there's a lot of tradition where we teach the epistles without teaching the gospel, mm -hmm. right? So we teach people kind of how to do church, but we never taught, taught them the how or, or the why I should say the why that Jesus laid down very clearly in the gospel. So yeah. Yeah. The gospels are fun issue. There's a reason why they're first in the new Testament. You know what I mean? It, you know, it, the gospels is the whole pointing of the, of the old Testament and the gospels are the whole teachings of the new, you know, the epistles past. Yeah, it's vital. It, it, it's, like it's, if you don't have that core, you lose everything. Yeah, exactly. And it's so, and it's so important that we need all four accounts, Nick, that the, the early church saw that, that e the nuances and the differences in the, in the, in this, in the teachings that are only, only were recounted in this, and not the other, the teaching and the life of Jesus is so precious mm. and so foundational that we need all of it. We can get, yes. you know, that's, that's part of that. We have four gospels in, in, in our biblical canon. We need all of Jesus. We can get. Absolutely. We got We got to live in the gospels and pull everything else into it. Right. I mean, it's like, right. that's, that's the foundation. Yeah. And, and, and here's, and here's the thing for me, more and more and more, the more, you know, when you understand the gospels and Jesus better and better, you understand the epistles better and better. Like you understand Paul and you under, and it, and it makes, it actually adds more value to those letters that come later because you see how well they understood Jesus and they, and they, and they, they picked up what he put down and, and carried it forward. They did it really well. But if, but if you don't have the context to know how that works, we can get off and we can get off, off on these theological hobby horses without mm. understanding that what these, what Paul and Peter and the other apostles are talking about, John, is, you know, is this way of discipleship that Jesus is talking about. So it's all yeah. about. And, and the irony, again, of Paul's life, when you think about it, like he persecuted the church because of his knowledge. And then after the conversion, he actually basically was a driver of the church because right. of his knowledge, right? Yeah. Because of the Old Testament, he understood how all those pieces came together and now filtered through the life of Jesus. He understood them even better. He he understood why 
why God had had put all these chess pieces in place. Yeah. It was, you know, yeah. Paul was someone who lived with lived with integrity, like he like before Jesus and after Jesus, he lived out what he believed. Absolutely. Right? He believed Jesus was trouble to what God was doing. And so he, he went to the furthest extent to try to exterminate the Jesus movement. And then when he, when he, when Jesus knocked him off his horse, literally, and, and sent him in a new direction, he lived with that same passion and integrity, um, you know, in the, in the in the direction. All right. We're halfway through our time. We still haven't gotten right to the, <laughs> right to the meet of where we're going, but we're, we're, we're there right now. Uh, and then Jesus said to his disciples. So, so interesting. Watch the narrative context here. Jesus is teaching the disciples collectively. Peter pulls him aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Jesus responds to Peter. But now he's he's back in this. He's saying, this is, this is something that you guys all need to hear. This, this is not just about me and Peter anymore. Because they were probably thinking what Peter said, right? <laughs> Too. So anyway, here it is. Uh, verse 24, Matthew 16. Uh, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Mm. Let me read that again. Whoever wants to be my disciple. So let's just remind people, people of this, Nick, that discipleship is an invitation. Um, Jesus never made anybody be his disciple. Correct. Right? Lots of people chose not to be his disciple. He didn't go back and badger them <laughs> to decide to be his disciple. But he did say, look, if you want to be my disciple, here's how it works. Right? Jesus gets to define what discipleship for him looks to him looks like. We don't get to. Right. And, but and, we try and- to, don't we? Yeah, and, and and the beautiful part about it is that is a further definition of why he was so good at understanding. You speak in, I mean, you 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 speak to the masses, right? But you speak into, you spend your time with those that voluntarily say yes, yes, I want to go down this road with you, right? And that that applies to the churches today as well. Um, you know, we can't spend all of our time speaking into the masses. At some point, we got to get serious and really pour into those few that have responded. So. Yeah. Yeah, that, and, and that's a great application, Nick. And I think that's who we, who we want to be. At least you and I, uh, and I ho- and hopefully the rest of us, have that vision for what it means to be a part of the churches of God, at least in our region, in our area, and hopefully across our our denomination, if you will. Is that we want to be a people that's focused on this kind of discipleship to Jesus, right? We're still going to invite other people in. We're still going to minister to people. As we gather together, there's going to be people that aren't probably all in that are mm-hmm. there. And that's okay. Just like people came to hear Jesus, you know, teach as well. And even to receive some of the benefit, like with the, the feeding of the 5,000 and that kind of thing. But what we're always going to be about at our core is this wholehearted, all in response to Jesus as Lord, as master, as teacher, as savior, all that, that's what we're about. And if people don't like that, they're going to probably want to choose to be a part of a different kind of church than our churches. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, that's the heart of it is, is, and then the other piece of that is, you know, we have to entire, we have to have, make sure that our people know you don't have to do this. Yes. 
this is a heart desire to want to do this. Whoever, right? whoever wants to be my disciple. Exactly. And if we bill it as a, you have to do this or you're going to hell, that loses the entire heart of the matter. No, you should want to do this because this is who we, we were created to be. Right. And for those of you who want to do it, I invite you to come along with me on this journey. For those of you who choose not to, or, you know, can't give your heart fully to it. Yeah. Listen, maybe over time you'll learn, but for those of you who want to, I can't, I, I've got to pour into you. Like that's where I've got to spend my time and attention because yes. your desire is to want more. And, and my desire is to give you more. And that's what, and that's what Jesus did. That's Absolutely. the example that he, that he set for us. But here's the, let, let, let me just read that, that sentence, that statement of Jesus one more time. And then, then I'm going to read the next verse because it's really important also. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. And who, man, Nick, we could talk a lot about that, right? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? What it, what it has to mean is that when there's something that we feel like we want, that we feel like we ought to go after or think or whatever, and it butts up against what Jesus teaches, commands, we, we have to make the choice to say, all right, Lord, uh, I'm going to submit that to you. Hmm. Um, all right. Uh, must deny themselves, take up their cross. Oh, man, we could talk about that a long time too, right? The cross, we, talk, we talked last week about being a living sacrifice, hmm. right? The cross is sacrifice. And I, I think it's um, Luke's account that adds daily. Pick up your cross daily. Um, which ties in so well with that Romans 12, right? Um, it does because this is complete submission. Yes. And again, you know, you, you hear me talk about it. I mean, a lot of us, I don't know if it's an American thing or what it is, but a lot of us don't like, oh yeah, he doesn't mean complete submission. No, they don't, he, he can't possibly, you know, that aspect of Peter continues to come out in us. No, we want to fight. We're going to fight for this. Our way is the right way. Um, I think I saw something posted on Facebook the other day where they put up a meme that says, you know, people just, people don't, don't want to hear your opinion. They want to hear your opinion or their, their opinion coming out of your mouth or something along those lines. <laughs> like, you know, so people don't want to hear Jesus. They want to hear their view of Jesus. Well, no, that's not what we're here for. I mean, true discipleship is yielding completely to Jesus. It is probably a point of, uh, it's a form of, of, of passive nature. I'm going to say form of passive nature, because it's certainly not being passive. But it's understanding where to be bold and where to submit and be humble, right? And so there's a form of, of a passive nature of what Jesus is teaching that many of us don't want to yield to, right? We, we, If somebody comes up and hits me in the nose, I'm going to hit them back. No, yeah. turn the other cheek. You know, it's it's there's pieces of this that, that we really struggle with. But if we're going to be disciples of Jesus, our lives have to be focused on working more and more to be like him. Yeah. So... So here, here's the thing as we move into the next verse, and, and I really want to say this because if this if this to you sounds like hard, like hard, like it's all um <laughs> it's all about loss, right? Losing my rights, losing my you know, whatever, you need to hear this next verse. It, because here's the thing, Nick. People who don't choose this, and, and as we're talking here to our particular audience, people that believe in Jesus but don't choose this wholehearted radical way of discipleship, they are the ones that are missing out. Mm, yeah, right. L let me read this and then we'll, then we'll talk some about it. Um, this is verse 25 here in our same passage, Matthew 16. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. 
But whoever loses their life for me will find it. Find it. So what he says here is it's again, it's this like upside down kingdom kind of mentality that Jesus has. It's totally the opposite of what we think because we think in terms of self-preservation, right? I got to protect myself and, and save myself and fight for myself and my rights and my this and my that. He says, whoever, whoever wants to save their life, they'll lose it anyway. It's, 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 it's ironic. It's upside down, right? But whoever give, whoever loses their life, Whoever gives up, whoever submits uh, their life for me will find it. Hmm. We'll find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world and yet to forfeit their soul? Um, you know, go. go. Stay, stay on the irony theme for just a moment because, you know, and, and all these prior podcasts, that we've done are going to come back into play here. So you yeah, know, we talked about together, I think the contentment, you know, piece that we yeah. talked about maybe in the first one. Um, here's the here's another irony and maybe a practical application of this passage. You know, the people that have been complaining the most about fear, right, during this this whole pandemic, right? There's been a lot of of those in the religious community. There's been a lot of professed followers of Jesus claiming that, you know, the people that are fearful are the ones that are wearing their masks and staying home and we shouldn't live a life of fear. We know the biggest the biggest fear I've seen over the last couple of weeks has been those people who completely miss it, misinterpret they're so concerned about government taking away their rights. They're so concerned about the conspiracy theory. They're the ones that are expressing their fear the loudest, and they don't even see it. Man cannot take away your relationship with Jesus, right? Yes. Yes. If you want the contentment, it's to understand that whether whether we're living in you know a dictatorship in, in some other country or we're living in a democracy in America, wherever it is, my relationship with Jesus Christ is that it, 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 I, nobody can take that away from me. Yeah. Nobody can take away my right to commune. And so when those pastors or those, those, um, Christians are professing, professing their fear of their rights being taken away, that is a huge telling sign about their relationship. Right. Yeah. Because in reality, you know, this is what this passage I think is referring to when you understand that, it changes everything. When you understand that nobody can take that away from you, when you understand that even the inherent um, inalienable rights that are spoken of in the Declaration of Independence, right? The, those things, the whole point of that is they can't be taken away from you. The whole document of the Declaration was an expression of because you can't take that away, therefore we choose to do these actions, right? But but people think for some reason government can take those away. From, no, they the whole point of it, they can't take it away. True freedom comes when you understand that. And I think this is what this passage is referring to. Once you understand that Jesus way is the best way, it act, that's when your true freedom comes. That's when it doesn't matter what's going on around you. That's where that contentment comes from. And so go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. But it's, yeah no, it's good. But it's on, but that contentment is on the other side of a death. Yes. A death to self. And, yes. And, and and that's to come back around to where we started. If if we're not willing to go through that, and it's not just a one-time thing, right? It's a it's a it's a regular thing in a sense. It's that daily, that living sacrifice, right? Um our our 
you know, if you're not willing to undergo some of that, there is a pain process to just admitting that whatever it is that I think and I want and I, whatever, you you know, to give that up, like it it is hard kind of in a way, like it's hard on the front end, but then on the, uh, on the back end, you see the sweetness, right? Of wrestling in Christ. Go back to, I mean, what did God say when, when, uh, Noah, when Noah got off the, the boat and, and built the altar and the pleasing aroma that came, he said, you know, uh, never again, will I destroy these people, even though they are evil from childhood, <laughs> from childbirth, basically they are evil, right. So the whole point is, yeah, the flesh, we are always going to think we can do it better than God. There's always going to be a sense of human arrogance there. So every day we have to lay that back down. That's yeah. what I believe. Now that's just, you know, again, that could be controversial or whatever. Every day we've got to lay our humanity down and choose just, to follow Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Let me just read real quick. Uh, Galatians chapter two, verse 20. Let, let, let's just share Paul's, you know, f- feeling about some of these things and, and what he, what he chooses to share. Galatians two twenty. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. The life I I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved himself and gave himself for me. I mean, that's a, that's a radical state. Nick, that to me is, that to me is an extended amen to this teaching of Jesus that we're talking about here. This is, this is Paul saying, I've Jesus, I've received that invitation to discipleship from you. And I've said, yes, Hmm. I've said yes to it. Right. I've been, uh, I, wherever you go, I'm going to, if you're going to the cross, I'm going to the cross. Now, Peter in this, in the, in Matthew 16, we looked at, right. Peter says, Jesus, I'm going to cross. He says, no, you're not going there. And Jesus says, I am going there. And if you want to be my disciple, you're going there with me. Right. <laughs> right. And he still fought that. He fought that in the garden. He fought that in the denials. He fought against that, whatever, you know, the question if you're watching, if you're listening, the question for you, you know, is what kind of, are, are you going to be a disciple? What kind of disciple are you, are you going to be? Are you going to, are you going to fight with Jesus or are you going to choose to die, to die to yourself? And this has so many implications, Nick. It relates to how we think about our own physical death as well. Um, how we process those things. The invitation of Jesus is, it, you know, it just, it hits every area of our lives, of our, of our death, you know, and all, all the above. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's huge. And, and Dan, you know, here, here at the end of the day, we need to understand something. Um, you said, what kind of disciple are you going to be? Well, Christ already laid down the rules, man. I thought about you're that either, even as I said it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're either a follower of him 100% or you're not a follower of him 100%. And you know that passage in John where he says, look, if you choose to leave, you choose to leave. But I'm not forcing you to do anything. But th- if you're going to follow me, if you are if you are truly, truly going to follow me, every day you are going to grow more like me in your character. Because quite honestly, the fruit of the spirit can't come out in you unless every day you are growing more like him, right? The rebellious nature is not going to produce fruit of the spirit. The bull in the China shop is not going to, you know, it is a submission to Christ. It is a full submission. It is not, I'm holding back. I I know oftentimes I've heard it said where, you know, we're, we're willing to yield much of our life, but you know, there's certain maybe sinful elements we're not willing to yield. 
and, and I don't know that I've ever heard anybody say part of my sinful element is my, my arrogance. Part of my sinful element is my, my willingness to say, look, I know Christ told me to turn the other cheek, but that doesn't work in our society. So I'm not going to do that. That's, that's sin, right? That is, that is separation. That is us not following as a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and quite honestly, man, oh man, you want a controversial message. This is it because a lot of people don't understand it is a full submission to Christ. Right. And again, I go back to what I said earlier. I'm not saying that we all become pacifists and let the world walk on us. No, none of the, the apostles did that. Right. None of the disciples did that in the, in the early time. Right. But yeah, we do acknowledge and respect the authority. You know, as Romans 13 says, we expect authority over us because guess what? They can't take away our relationship. No. So we don't necessarily need to understand why good or bad people are up there. Um, we hold them accountable, and, and especially in our society, we hold them accountable. In other societies, they wouldn't because they don't have as much voice. But the, at the end of the day, until you realize, until you fully realize that your government can't take away your relationship with Jesus Christ, it's impossible for them to do it. They'd have to be able to cut your soul out of you for that to happen. Exactly. You can't live free. You're living a life of fear. And you got to give that up. You've got to follow this passage. You've got to lay down that human intent every day to truly follow him. And many of our churches don't operate in a model that expresses discipleship in Jesus. And that's what we really have to get to. Yep. Yeah, because Nick, um, that's going to work. You know, we're over 30 minutes already here. And I, I want to keep talking for another half an hour. But um, here's, you, you know, yeah, here's here's the thing. And, and some people, this is a whole other discussion, I guess, as we get into the application of this. But some people, some pastors, some teachers, et cetera, aren't willing to maybe proclaim this because it's going to, it's going to lead, it's going to drive some people away. Absolutely. Maybe some people that have been there for a long time, maybe some people that are there that are visiting. It's not a catch all message. It's, it's, it's harder than, um, Hey, just believe in Jesus and then you can get to go to heaven and have maybe some extra blessings and healings and stuff on top of everything else good in your life. And there's no cost. Um, as mm. you've been reading, I know some of the uh, cost of discipleship, one of the most well-quoted things from that book is that uh, when Jesus bids a man to come, he bids him to come and die. Right. He puts it starkly. Right. Right. That is the call, the call and the cost of discipleship. It will cost you your life. If you, if you've come to add on features and benefits or insurance or however else you want to put it to your life, Jesus is not your guy. Hmm. That's not what Jesus is about. Just, just adding on icing onto your cake. <laughs> he says, come and die. And, and I'm going to remake you into a whole new, you know, a whole new creation. Paul says in second Corinthians, right? A whole new life, a whole new way. So as we close our time here, Nick, my, my thought for our pe for our people here, for our crew, for our listeners and watchers and our community is stop fighting with Jesus. <laughs> stop <laughs> fighting, stop fighting against Jesus. Um, and, and when there's something, when there's a teaching that, you know, that, of Jesus that comes up against the way that you think or the way that it seems like to you, the world works, um, give him a try. <laughs> you know, we, our, our first thought is to kind of reinterpret or talk about how this Jesus can't really have meant what he said he meant, you know, yeah, you got to trust him. Yeah. You have to, you have to trust him. 
You have yeah. to. There's no choice. So just um, just just try it. I mean, that's what you know. The disciples, Jesus, just you know, um, trust well, in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not yeah, on your own understanding. Go ahead, Nick. Right. The, the the one thing I'll say because we do have to wrap. I mean, yeah, we're, we do. We're, we're pushing. Um, the one thing I will say is, man, interact with us. Yeah, we said a lot of stuff here that that probably is counter to at least your thought process, maybe what you, what your pastor's teaching you, whatever. We've said a lot of stuff that I think is is certainly out of sort with what what society believes. So, interact with us. The only way this really yeah. works, and the only way any of us grow from it, is if you interact with it. So, you know, post your comments, share this with other people, have a communication out there. You know, you know, raise some of these issues among your friends and talk about them, and then come back yeah. with us on Tuesday and really engage in the conversation. That's yep. what this is all about. Yep, do that. If you if you disagree, don't just wander away. <laughs> don't right. choose to not listen. Tell us, and, and we. Uh, are committing ourselves the uh, best we can to be good stewards of your disagreement. Like we, we say things boldly. We do that intentionally. We want like Jesus, we want you to respond. Uh, if your response isn't just amen, if it's, well, what about this? Or what about that? Or, you know, that's okay. We, you know, we want to be good stewards of that and to interact with you uh, respectfully to respect your opinions. And we hope that we're doing that. Uh, but please engage with this. You have to agree that this is a conversation worth having. Hmm. Um, whether or not you see it with exactly the same lens that we do, you have to agree that in, you know we we have to deal with it. If we're going to call ourselves followers of Jesus, we have to grapple with the teaching of Jesus. That's not negotiable. Absolutely. And, right, and we well, all again, we all want to learn from each other. So that. that that's the point is like, we're, respond to us, but respond to us in a thoughtful way, like get into the scriptures and, and, and actually come back with a different argument. And that's great because we can all learn from that. So, yep. you know, I look forward to the future conversations we're going to have on these topics. Um, you know, this certainly is not one that's done. It'll be recurring throughout them all, oh but I, I just, I appreciate that. But please, you know, we're, we're, we're asking you, you know, interact with us, uh, interact. Let's, let's show the world what it means to have a respectful dialogue. Yep. How's that? Amen. I love it. Amen. We love you all. And we'll see you on Tuesday at two o'clock. Have a great week. Bye. Take care.